0: Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the first edition of the Corner 3 Timeout. Uh, Since we are recording now uh, in the middle of the week and the show goes up a little later in the week, I just wanted to take a few minutes to do this probably every so often, just kind of touch on if some major news happens. In between times that shows go on the air, so this is Tim Daniel from the show, and I want to kind of look at some major topics that have come up this week in regards to the NBA. And I want to start obviously with the big trade that went down, and that is Kyle Corver going to the Cleveland Cavaliers for from the Atlanta Hawks, uh, where Mike Dunleavy is no and Mo Williams are no longer a member of the Cleveland roster. And the Cavs somehow save money and getting better by adding Korver to this team, and now actually add a good problem to their situation when Jr. Smith comes back. Exactly who will be the guy that plays the two? So uh, obviously, on the sake of Cleveland, this is a great move. This is you know Kyle Korver, who is shot, depending where you look, it looks like forty six percent on average as far as like open three pointers, which is. Ungodly ridiculous. Uh, so, that's you know, a, a nice addition to the Cavaliers team already shoots a lot of threes. Adding him to go with a guy like LeBron, where he's going to get even more open shots because of how he's defended and how LeBron likes to pass the ball. Having Kyrie Irving there, having Kevin Love, Channing Fry coming off the bench, another really good three point shooter. And obviously, when JR Smith is healthy and good to go back with back from his thumb and his recent family emergency. So, cannot wait for that and hope the best for JR there. Um, I already thought that the Cavaliers were the NBA champions. I thought that as much as Golden State did with adding Kevin Durant and uh, trying to solidify their bench and all their losses in the Durant move, that this just puts the Cavs on that level again. Corver's going to be a nice addition to this team. Um, obviously, it doesn't hurt to have a guy that can shoot threes the way he does and getting him uh, open there. Um, you He's know, a longtime player. He's been around the league for a little over a decade. And I think that he adds just another weapon to this great Cavaliers offense that we know they already have. So I look forward to it. Uh, I didn't play this in the first game after the acquisition, which was when I'm recording Sunday night against Phoenix. So it looks like he'll be in action for the next Cavs game as they got that deal done. First off, we've got to talk about David Griffin and just how awesome of a job he has been doing as the GM of this team. I mean, to make this move, it's another making something out of nothing. You know, still reaping the benefits of the Varejao trade and all the uh, cast moves he made. Uh, you look at the stuff he did this offseason as far as the players he made and things like that. For a team that is not loaded with draft picks. Uh, they're still doing a lot of cool things. I know they're short on players right now. Uh, they're short on bodies, so this is really the perfect time for the Cavaliers to go and get another player to add to this roster and just another weapon. So kudos to David Griffin for being way better at his job than I am at mine. Someday I dream to match him in the level of impressiveness that he has in his employment. Other thing I want to touch on, so if you listened to this past week's show, um, our game of the week was the Memphis Grizzlies going to Oracle on Friday night to face the Golden State Warriors. And for a while, it looked good for the Dubs. looked like it was going to be another victory for them as they were cruising to some more wins. And it didn't turn out that way. So uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Golden State at one point had a 24-point lead in that game and blew it down the stretch as Memphis came back and won it overtime. First off, before we get into the Warriors' case, props to David Fizdale for being getting his team prepared and playing in that situation and keeping them focused when everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for them for a stretch there and making things happen for them. Um, Mike Conley played a really good game. Marcus Saul continues to play at a high level for the center position and. All the different pieces are really coming together. I like that Memphis team a lot and think that they could really potentially be a team that could win a series or two in the playoffs. Um, Maybe two's a stretch, but they definitely have the pieces to do so. It just depends how it all comes together, and we all know the crapshoot that is the NBA playoffs unless you're a certain pair of teams. On the other end of that, um, this shows that Golden State has some issues. They have some holes. Um, They aren't a 73-9 team, even though they definitely got better as far as the acquisition and the talent around them. That move there makes things a little tough. Uh, you're seeing the stretch of players that they don't have really come up, and I think that that really was a putting design factor there. And obviously, you know, the Draymond issue where he's yelling at Durant and, you know, the lack of movement in that situation was very interesting. So I think Steve Kerr knows what to do to get this team going again. Uh, Draymond coming out saying he's glad he lost the game. I get where he's coming from, I get he's a passionate guy. But that was a little surprising for me to hear him say that, and I know he's just trying to get things back going, but I wasn't really fond of Draymond yelling at Kevin Durant the way he did. I understand that passion and everything gets in the way there, but this is, you know, a guy that came to this team to make things better for them and uh, be that extra piece to get over on Cleveland, and, you know, Draymond going that, that the way he did, like, that wasn't the best move for him. Uh, we know he's a, fire, he's a fire starter at times, so... I imagine they'll get this thing going rolling again. I think this might just be a rough loss. Uh, I expect their next matchup to come out and uh, be on fire, but a really shocking loss there. And once again, props to the Memphis Grizzlies on a nice victory there over the Grizz. I mean, uh, over the Warriors. Last thing I want to touch on this news break of our first edition, of quarter three timeout is the. Our beloved Chicago Bulls. If you listen to our show, you know very much how much we are Bulls fans. Uh, Discussions about Jimmy Butler being available from Rick Buecher. And it seems like every case of that being false. And I can't tell you how happy I am about that and why it's 100% the right thing for the Bulls to do. Because truly right now, the way Butler is playing, you're talking about the last week and a half alone. He's had a 52-point game. He's had a 40-point game. Uh, He's hit game winners. He has been unbelievable. Um, Actually, since Rondo's been out of the lineup... So that kind of plays a part in there, too. And this is a Bulls team that, that is their franchise. He is their star player. He is a superstar they wanted Derek Rose to be. Uh, you know, I know Derek Rose got an MVP and a rookie of the year while he was in Chicago, but uh, Butler has been everything that this team could want, uh, continuously elevating his game, continuously getting better and better and better. And so it, it truly didn't make sense for the Bulls to really make that move. Uh, the only teams really that make sense, you know, teams like Minnesota, teams like Boston, obviously, are teams that could put something in there, but are those moves better, really? Um, is Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley potentially going to make the Bulls better without Jimmy Butler? It's That's the argument, and you know, not to say that that would be the case there. Um, you know, there's the Brooklyn picks, and there's everything that goes into what Boston could give up for him as far as trade pieces, but I can't see a reason the Bulls would because he's in his prime. He's continuously getting better. He's adding to his game every year. He has been outstanding this year. And um, this is a young team where they are, you know, being that it is the East, they are still in the running. And Butler is the main key to that. He is the reason that they have a shot at being in the playoffs. So I'm happy that he is still going to be a bull. I am happy that uh, that their, their plan looks like they're going to build around him with the cap they're going to have available at the end of the year, you know, after Tosh Gibson's loss and uh, with Tosh Gibson's contract coming to an end, and a few other things. I think that this is the right guy to have. He's the perfect player for Chicago, and I really hope that he will be here for the emerging, for his whole career, and hell, maybe when this is all said and done, he'll have a statue out there at the United Center as well. So that is our quick wrap-up here of this uh, Corner 3 timeout, where we just want to get a touch on this news in between shows. Be sure to check out this week's show. The plan is we're going to be joined by sports illustrator, writer Ben Gulliver. We're going to get his thoughts on a lot of news in regards to the NBA. So, everyone, enjoy your night and have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net